Welcome to Impacting Jamaica, a podcast series brought to you by the Port Authority of Jamaica, Herb Cement, and the Sajikor Foundation. Impacting Jamaica shines the spotlight on the many but often ignored positive happenings, activities, projects, and investments at every level across every sector to inspire, motivate, and excite people everywhere. Impacting Jamaica is powered by Grace Kennedy. Welcome to another podcast in the series, highlighting positives in every sector and every level to inspire, motivate, and excite people everywhere. My name is Keisha Hill, and welcome to Impacting Jamaica. I am with Sheldon Millington, who is the founder of Elite Club Limited, a registered organization. The group offers support to the less fortunate while providing professional guidance to all its members. This is done through the delivery of quality services with enthusiasm, loyalty, integrity, tolerance, trust, and empowerment. Welcome, Sheldon. Your journey has been phenomenal. Since its inception, Elite Club Limited has been able to serve 10 communities, including Whitfield Town, Standpipe, Max Street Park, Riverley, Waterhouse, Lakes Bend, Seaview Gardens, Dumbre Holden, Franklin Town, Gregory Park, and Greenwich Town. And in these communities, the group has touched over 20,000 lives. Thank you for joining us, Sheldon. Thank you for having me, Miss Hill. What led you to start volunteering and helping others? And how long have you been volunteering? I've been volunteering all my life. As a young boy growing up in Southwest St. Andrew, I realized that this is not the life I want to live and this is not the life I want people to live. My prayer has always been, use me, Lord. Use me in a way that I can be an instrument of peace and to offer support to the less fortunate. While in prep school, my mother was called in to announce that I'm getting a scholarship. And she would say to them, why are you giving him a scholarship? She said to them, why are you giving him a scholarship? And they said, he's a nurturer. Whenever a child is sick, they would come to Sheldon and he would bring them to the sick area and nurture them to life. In high school, I started a group, a fundraising committee where we would raise funds for children or colleagues who did not have any lunch money. And they would come to us for lunch money and we would give them out of the money raised. And in my community, I would do treat from an early age for the children in the community because my joy is when other people are happy. So from earlier on, I know that my life is all about giving back to people. And my father, who is now deceased, would cook a big pot and share with the community. And I would ensure that I save back a dumpling for a friend who was not there. And I know they were coming to have some of my food. And I would get, if I get a kisco or a lollipop or an ice cream or something, I would share, leave back something for one of my cousins or my other sibling or friends. So I know from earlier on, my life is all about enhancing people and moving them from welfare to well-being and allowing them to become the better version of themselves so i know from an early age you mentioned your father cooking the big pot so when he put on the 
big part and all the community members came and you saw what your father was doing did this help to motivate you to be the person that you are today it did that was a driving force and looking back now i realized mm, that was that has been the greatest impact and that says to me that my caring ways really comes from my home because my father was that man that man who ensured that timothy and carly and charlie and boy blue and all little boys from the community and the corner they would come to the big yard and get something to eat and so your home was referred to as the big yard the big yard okay so uh how many siblings did you have when you're growing up uh, my family have um i'm from a family of eight five girls and three boys okay so you shared among each amongst each other as well so this helped to cultivate this culture that you now have of giving it did it did it did and because i always my parents giving it and i tell the children live what they learn and i believe that because i see my parents always giving my mother was a shopkeeper and i see where people come and if they didn't have the money they were going to leave back with this big bag <laughs> so, so i see where she share with people and my father was also a giver okay so from an early age you became a nurturer a caring person a giver but i mean with so many established charitable organizations what led to the formation of the elite club why did you decide to make it something of an organization where you would have purses not just yourself giving back the truth is i wanted elite to be a different club difference in the sense that while we are giving back to the less fortunate we are pouring in in the life of our members because you can't go out to pour into people with an empty vessel your cup has to be full and overflowing so we offer support to the less fortunate and ensuring that other the communities we serve are blessed the members as well is enriched and we do different activities and team building activities and programs that will enhance the members so i didn't want us to be just like the other club i want us to be elite different okay so that is how you came up with the name elite is it a is it an acronym it is an acronym mm -hmm. it is an acronym what is the acronym? E for empowerment, L for love, I for integrity, T for tolerance, another T for tender, just to show how different we are, mm -hmm. and another, and the last T is for employment, creating employment and growth for, for the members and the Jamaican family. Okay, that's fantastic. So, among the projects that your group has participated in, these include pep workshops, food feeding programs, Mother's Day, you know, Mother's Day church service, Labor Day project, Child Month celebrations, Father's Day initiatives, among others. Uh, what are some of the other initiatives that you've embarked on and how are they funded? Some of the initiatives that we, we embarked on is our big back to school treat. That's one of our biggest initiatives. Before COVID, we would gather 1,000 children in a space for the entire day, give them a backpack with school books and pencils, ensure them of entertainment, bounce a boat, rice, giveaway, and a cooked meal. So it's an entire day of fellowship, fun, and entertainment. Just before COVID, we have changed the paradigm and COVID shifted a lot of things. So what we are doing this year is to provide back-to-school items, like we'll get a book list and we'll sponsor 10 children for the school year and we'll sponsor them. 
Okay, uh, how difficult is it for you to get funding, especially during this pandemic? I know Corporate Jamaica has been cutting back a lot in terms of giving, but how do you manage to sustain these projects that you're currently working on? The truth is, Elite is a brand, and Corporate Jamaica knows the work that we have been doing and what we are doing. We don't, we don't just talk, we walk the talk, and people, the corporate our sponsors know the work. If I call up, for instance, one of our well-known sponsors, Grace Kennedy Remittance Services, the home of Western Union, we call them up and say, we're having this outreach activity, we're asking you for a donation, they will sponsor. Food for the Poor is one of our title sponsors, Jamaica Biscuit Company, Caribbean Dream. So we have a relationship. We just don't have a sponsor relationship. We have a relationship with these organizations. And what we do, we encourage them to not just give us the cash, but to also come and participate in our outreach activities. So we really form that one-on-one personal relationship with our sponsors so are the when you're in the communities and you're giving back to these persons what are the reactions from them how do they feel about you giving back i mean in the in the beginning you said you didn't want to live in this community anymore but you wanted to ensure that persons who lived there were comfortable so how do you how do they react to you giving back to them joy rising I tell you, one of the most grateful people you can find on earth is a people who lives in the inner city. The people who live from hand to mouth, as they would call it, they are one of the most graceful people because they realize that somebody remember, somebody care, somebody knows about me and somebody knows where I live. So it's joy rising. They're always happy and thankful and grateful for the blessings that we bring to them. In our conversations, you've mentioned a project that you're going to be working on, the 39 tablets for your birthday in August. Tell us a little bit more about that. Well, since the pandemic, and I've gone to communities, and people call me because they know who I am, and they didn't work I've done. They said, Sheldon, we're having a problem. And I realized that those that were affected from this new norm of learning are the most vulnerable. The most vulnerable. So what I've done since the pandemic was giving away tablets to children who live in vulnerable communities, the destitute. And I said, for my 39th birthday, I want to be the giver of a gift. And the greatest gift you can give anybody, especially a black boy or a black girl, is the gift of education. Because what they are going to do is to go back to their communities and change lives. Mm -hmm. They're going to go back to their families and change lives. And they're going to go back to home and change lives. And when all of these things are changed, Jamaica become a better place. Because we empowered young men and we empowered young women to become the better version of themselves. So I said that to mark each year, and I'll be 39 on August 10, I'll be giving a child the gift of education. Because someone once said, An investment in education pays the best interest and I want that interest, not for Sheldon Millington, but for the people of Jamaica. Show me an educated country and I show you a prosperous nation and I want that. And those who are suffering really are the poor and I want to help them move them to the next level of their life. How do you go about selecting persons for these uh, 
initiatives. I know you've said you do treats, um, you, you're going to give back with tablets. So how do you go about selecting those who are most needy? For the tablets, what I've done, I've created a application form because I don't want anybody who to come you don't you don't really need it you have 10 of your yard already or you're not going to take it and play games so we really want to to enhance people who have the potential that's just the truth who have the potential and they are really being held back because of the tool so what i've done is to create an application form and i've put together a group that will analyze because i'm i know right now i have 50 persons waiting and i can only give 39 but i want to give the 39 i want to give a hundred but i want to give the best of the 13 of the hundred so i have a group of people who will go through the application and select the best of the 39 of the hundred or whatever amounts of applications should come in but outside of the tablet initiative when you're doing your treats and so on and your mother's day projects and so on, how do you select do you have persons in the community who give you the names what's your selection process for those they're in a selection process the truth is we would have said that we're going to do a back to school treat for a thousand children so that the first thousand who who turn up will get them unbound so we do, there's no selection we said a mother's day was catering for 300 mothers of the church the first 300 mothers who turn up you get a, you get a cooked meal up gift whatever so for those other treats there's not a selection process but for the tablet that's the only because it's 13 as a specific number at this time but i'm sure with the other numbers who the other children who wouldn't get one i'm positive i'll work hard to ensure that we touch as much life as possible we are speaking with sheldon mellington founder of elite club limited a charitable organization and he's been giving us some insight into the operations of the group and why it is important to volunteer and help others. Sheldon, you and your team have been doing an excellent job in these communities. Now, due to the current effects of the COVID-19 pandemic, there exists a growing demand to establish home schools, which forms part of the paradigm shift and an alternative to the public education system. Homeschooling involves parents or guardians taking on the task of educating their children in the familiar control setting of the home. Now, the homeschool system allows children to work at their own pace, in which teaching and learning is facilitated by parents, family members, or a trained tutor. However, many Jamaican students do not have online access for varying reasons. Outside of your 39th birthday initiative, you had a project before in which you were assisting students with tablets. How did that go? That went well. For the 39, I am not only just going to give them tablets. I'm also going to ensure that I assign a mentor to all of these 39 children. Okay, don't want to give them a tablet and leave them they need mentor and i realized that that's one of the biggest problems we're having in jamaica nobody's there to groom and to help the children so i've gone i'm going to select 39 professionals both in the academia business world and close friends who will be assigned to these children who will mentor them along life journey you can't give them a tablet and they don't have the internet to, to go to school they don't have the data so these persons will be on them will act like i'll be a big brother or a big sister to these individuals so to ensure that 
If the mother not understanding, I am there to offer that assistance to help this person. What? What is the name of the initiative? Does it have a name? Serving Smiles. Isn't that them also the motto of your organization? It's not the motto of the organization. This is just a, a slogan I, I come up with because I realize that when I serve people, they're smiling and I want that to continue. I want it to pass on. I want the, it, it's like a ripple. I, I, just want, I want to throw that into people's life and it just spread right across Jamaica. Because we are living in a time where people are just complaining and bothered, people are just angry. I want to serve people's smiles. Uh, do you recall a conversation we had in which you spoke about giving a tablet to a child and how she said um, her aunt will now have her phone to use? That's what I'm talking about, serving smiles. Recently, I went to the Jewsland community and I gave a young girl a tablet. And she looked at me and she said, this has been one of the greatest gifts, the best gift I've ever received. Now Auntie Pinky can use her phone and talk because I now have my own tablet. That touched me, that moved me. And you could see the smile, the joy rising on that young girl's face. And when I looked at her, she was smiling, she was happy. That says to me, this is what I'm doing. It's one of the best things. One of the best things. So what are the future plans you have for the organization, especially as the pandemic rages on and not the 39th birthday celebrations now? What are some of your upcoming projects? The executive of Elite Club really have an awesome calendar for the rest of the year. I can speak of it because I'm aware of what they are going to do. They have, they have the, the back to school initiative which I speak of earlier on we're going to ensure that a child or a children get a book voucher paid for for the school year and they have the shooting and the Christmas treat a lot of initiatives coming up and it's going to be tailored around how the COVID because COVID must stop volunteerism our service COVID must enhance it because now is the time people want somebody to say that I care about you and I remember you Okay, you're also a justice of the peace. Uh, how important is it for you to interact with your community members as part of your civic duty? You're already volunteering with Elite Club. You're a justice of the peace. You seem to do a lot of volunteering, but in terms of your JP duties, how important is that to you? It is, it is important because I remember when I took the oath, I took it that I would serve my community and I took, take that very, very seriously. No matter the time of the day that anybody comes to my house, I'm making myself available to serve them. If I am driving home and somebody wants something, I want a recommendation, want something to sign, want a bail, I am making my myself available because the truth is nobody makes it on their own and there's a powerful quote by Martin Luther King Jr. that I love and I live by. It says, not everybody can be famous, but everybody can be great because greatness is determined by service and I am committed to service. Service to my job at Grace Kennedy Financial Group as a senior accounting officer, service to my community, my constituency, my constituents, corporate Jamaica, my colleagues, the church, as a justice of the peace 
for Kingston and through my life as an IBI Governor General Ambassador, I am so committed to the people of Jamaica through my club, Elite Club Limited. I am committed to service and I'm going to run on and see what the end will be and keep surrendering to God's dream for me. I noticed that you've received a number of awards. I mean, at 39, your resume is quite impressive in terms of some of the awards that you've received. How do you feel about getting these awards? And at the end of the day, uh, do you actually do your work to get these awards? Recently, I said to a friend of mine that I've been getting an award even before I know that what it is meant. In prep school, I talk, I got a scholarship and it wasn't because I'm a bright boy. <laughs> As my mother rightfully asked them that, Sheldon is not bright, why you give him a scholarship? They said, no, he's a nurturer serving people so I'm, i've been getting an award for my life as a servant from earlier on i'm a recipient of the garden bush Stewart award for volunteerism i'm a recipient of the utec ubuntu award for humanity i'm a recipient of the grace kennedy limited ceo award for service and recently i'm a recipient of the sagicore community award for hero coming for volunteerism i'm a recipient of that so i've been giving the um i've been giving on my life myself for service expecting nothing in return i speak about while i was in prep school the children would come to me service while i was in high school under the the big tree at arden extension and when i said to my friends let us do something so that our colleagues who are hungry can get some food there was no twitter there was no Instagram, there was no Facebook, and there was no TikTok. But there was a heart full of gold and service for the Jamaican people and those around me. Now that the landscape changed, where there is all of these social media, I believe that so many negative things are happening. One good post the world would love to see. So I share the work that I'm doing, not because I want to put the face of Miss Hill on social media, but I want people know, to know that goodness and grace and mercy still exist and things are going on that is good. Okay, fabulous. I also see where, outside of getting your awards, that you post daily on your WhatsApp status and on social media about job offerings and ways in which people can become employed why do you do that everybody who knows me knows my, my, my slang jamaica's biggest problem is not crime and violence jamaica's biggest problem is unemployment if we get our people working you know what will happen poverty will reduce because nobody will be home having unsolicited sex and, and have, we have unwanted pregnancy. So poverty will reduce if we get our people out working. You know what will reduce? The unattached youths that are on the corner rubbing their hand middle and begging and being a nuisance to the working people. That will reduce. I know what will reduce? Crime and violence. Nobody will be out there stealing killing people, robbing, because they were so busy working. Look at the BPO sector. They employ a lot of young people. They're so busy going to work. If we fix an em employment, if we fix that, Jamaica will be the place to live, work, raise family, and I add, retire. 
Okay, fabulous story, Sheldon. I'm so happy that you've been able to help so many people and continue to do so. And we wish you further success in your endeavors. And we hope that you'll get more persons to come on board Corporate Jamaica to volunteer and to help all these persons that are so in need, especially in our inner cities. Impacting Jamaica was brought to you by the Port Authority of Jamaica, Carib Cement, and the Sagicor Foundation. If you or anyone you know is involved with projects and activities that excite, motivate, and encourage, send us an email at impactingjamaica at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. Do join us again for another in the series on SoundCloud, Google Podcast, Stitcher, or on Deezer. You can also visit us at impactingjamaica.com. Impacting Jamaica is powered by Grace Kennedy.